0: Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H Town Wheelhouse Chancy. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and I am H-Town Wheelhouse, and this is your daily Astros podcast. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I've got a special guest with us tonight, co-founder, co-creator of Apollo Media, Apollo Dez. Tell the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, guys. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, H Town Wheelhouse, and Locked On for bringing me on. Uh, you can follow me at ApolloDes1 or at Apollo Hou.
0: Definitely, man. Let me let's just let's just start out with the I think the topic of the day, which most people say, "Hey, isn't it the hot stove?" No, it's you guys, Apollo Houston, making waves now. I talked to Josh um, early on when you guys were literally in one of your apartments or rooms and you were starting this up. This was kind of like this 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 infant stages of this massive dream y'all had. Colin and all the other guys that kind of started with you, you know some of the OGs you brought on, Brian Lima. I mean, I can't even name all the guys. Ben, I mean, you got Jackson, you got Jimmy, you got a whole team, bro. Like, I can't even keep up with it. And you guys started with the t-shirts the h-town versus everyone and then you had players catching the vibe i mean tell us a little bit like the people that may not be super familiar with y'all what's this ride been like for y'all in these last what 18 months
1: yeah it's been uh it's been crazy uh every single day uh, i was telling you offline it's felt like a month in, in our time it's it's Truly, truly, truly crazy to see how everything's kind of come to fruition in the last 18 months. But honestly, early on, we're just a bunch of kids trying to figure it out. We were in the guest bedroom in my house recording a, a podcast that we looked at on YouTube and had like it still has like 50 views, our very first one. And then it was like, oh my god, 50 views, that's amazing. And so to to get to where we are now and to collab with the guys on the on the merch side of things. Um, to be able to do content and do the podcast world and, and jumping in and just giving uh, Houston another voice and, and echoing and, and seeing you guys and your voices and, and just using whatever we can to empower all the voices in the city is the main thing and always the goal because we just saw that there was a gap in the marketplace where uh, Houston wasn't being recognized the way it should be um, in the sense of that you know, we're the third largest city we have, we have all these sports teams at the time, you know, the, the Astros are still non scandal. Uh, (laughs) the rockets were, the rockets were actually good and the Texans were doing good things as well. And so we're like, why is no one even covering this? It just seemed like it was always an afterthought or or a back burner. It just seemed like that for a long, long time. So we're like, Hey, let's, uh, let's step in and, and do something here. And we just threw a Hail Mary. And, uh, it honestly, if, We are so community-based and community-focused that we're in the people business, not in the content business, and we're truly, truly just blessed to see where we are right now. And that's what's great because
0: you guys bring excellent content and you don't sacrifice the people. Um, I've met most of y'all in person and always genuine, down-to-earth, humble, hardworking. I mean, you are what it is to be a Houstonian. I mean, you guys are born and raised in this area. Unfortunately, I can't say I was born in Houston. I was born in Florida, and I'm jealous of every native Texan in the world. That is something that I still work through on a daily basis. So I consider myself an honorary Texan. I got here, I guess, when I was like 17 months old. But, yeah, well, yeah you know, that's, that
1: counts. That counts. Okay, You're okay. Looped in. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Well, you know, here's the thing. To see you guys come out and do this and to, I mean, almost, I mean, you guys are on 97.5. You guys are connected with Kobo's Q. Just the networking, I think speaks to the genuineness of what you guys are bringing because you, you are attracting people to your brand. You're, you're probably working hard, but as you get bigger, the work that you're putting in is just making what you do better because people are like, Oh, Hey, there's Apollo. Hey, there's this guy. And um, I don't know about you, but I think it's kind of cool because we've had this. We go to games and people recognize us from the podcast with the advent of our YouTube channel. I'm sure guys see y'all. Hey, you're Apollo Des. Hey, you're you're Colin. You're Josh, and that's got to be humbling too.
1: Yeah, for sure. It, it it's it's a in a sense it's almost a, a, a just a byproduct of the community itself. It, at, at one point, I, I told the guys really early on, like yeah we're we're doing this content but there's gonna come to a point where apollo's gonna be so far past us and we're we've already passed that moment apollo's way past myself and the team and it's almost his own entity it's the city's it's the city's company now and the fact that uh, we can just hang out and have beers or drink wine whatever have some waters or topo chico's whatever it is and hang out with people and just talk baseball and talk sports that's that's all i want to do um because that's always kind of our foundation and always will be and it's just a really cool thing that we have with the the connection we have with our foundation and the team
0: you know um you mentioned earlier the the very first video y'all did i went back and watched some of our first youtube videos and if if you're listening you can't see this but i swear i think the microphone used to be covering my face (laughs) in like over half the videos and i'm like i'm like yelling at myself what are you doing h-town what is your problem and so we've we've learned a lot now i want to i want to shift the conversation to um the to the hot topic of the Astros of Carlos Correa. You know, Jim Crane, I've touted him as being probably I think going to go down in, in Astros history as probably the best owner that they've had. I think, in their history, just for what he's done in such a short time, the way he's managed the minor leagues, the way he's put people in the right place to draft the right people, to have a deep minor league system. Even though they're not ranked by the big guys' tops, I think they're still one of the tops, top 10, top 12 in the league because of the depth, right? But Carlos Correa, people are saying in the comment section, why are we disrespecting Carlos Correa? What is going on? I know you've heard things. I've heard things do you think there is a road or a path to get Carlos in Houston?
1: Yes, but I don't think that road is very accessible. Um, I, I think the fact that it's almost a cost benefit analysis of what you put in into an asset at the end of the day, that's what, this is how they view things and that's how, you know, we've we've come to learn the Astro ball and, and all that stuff, right? So, is there a path for college career to come here, come back? Yes. Is it accessible? Probably not. And I, and I think it's because the fact that the Astros have this window in this, in this golden age, and he has been, he is a guy that you drafted one, one, he's a rookie of the year. He's a, it has a ceiling of being an MVP. He's been the guy to step up during the scandal and been uh, the villain for major league baseball and, and for the, you know, the other media outlets and, We know as Houston fans and Houstonians, and if you rep it in England or you rep it in Brazil, if you're a Houston fan, you know that Carlos is not the villain that he's being portrayed to be. He's just stepping up as a leader. And those intangibles and and that stuff in the locker room is very, very hard to replace. I've been in locker rooms. uh, I was very fortunate to play college ball, and there was teams that I played on where you had upperclassmen that were leaders. And then that next year when they left that void, it was tough to fill. And there's bumps and bruises till that person kind of fills that in. I don't know who that will be if Carlos does decide to go play somewhere else. Uh, but the path to get him here is really dependent on the market, right? The market has to fall back to uh, the Astros playing ground. And I don't know what's if that's going to happen or not. Um, we see and Simeon's deals and all these other deals going. It, it's just maybe it falls back because a contender doesn't want to. I mean, I, I'm sure a, a, a team that has, you know, 60 wins and wants to put – butts and seats and and sell, you know, a lot of merchandise will may give Carlos that ten for three hundred that he, you know, covets, but I don't know if a contender will.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um we have, um, you know, our our Twitter friend, Larry, the GM on here. He says, Des, how many times have you said, pay the man? You have tried and uh, you have, you have put it out there. I mean, heck, even Big Poppy put it out there. Um, another dude, one of our faithful followers, he's actually from the other side of the world. Um, he lives over in the Pacific area and he says, the Astros aren't going to mortgage the whole team for one player. That's being smart, not disrespectful. And I I, I think that's, a, I think that's a valid point. Um you know they the the signing of Lance McCullers Jr. and I think you've mentioned this looks even better now at this point the the way they were able to get you know Bregman and um out and um Altuve earlier I saw someone float an idea would Altuve restructure his contract to make more room for for Carlos Correa I, I or is there a short term deal I've I've heard this like a two year like $80 million deal with the, with a, with like an opt out after two. I mean, I think that's a little steep 40 million, but is there some maybe short-term baby deal that they can entice him to say, okay, after the second year, if you want to go test the market, you'll be right at your thirty twenty nine to 30. You can go still get another big contract or is Carlos risking too much to do that?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, what we know in the data that we've seen is Carlos career is a really sharp human being, right? We, we saw him in the, on the, the Puerto Rican podcast where he was talking about, Hey, if the Yankees or the Dodgers, you know, want to sign me, they're going to have to go up an, an extra 70 million just for the difference of playing in Texas due to the tax. Like he knows how the taxes work. He knows how the money works. And so, I think there's a way where you can structure it, whether it's, you know, an eight year deal opt out after four, because our window really goes to 2025, essentially this championship window, in my eyes, because you have all these young arms locked up. You have all these bats and all these pieces you can plug and play uh, other parts and money ball, you know, positions and and get to where you want to go. And this, hopefully you have that luxury to, to win a world series, maybe give them that opt out. Uh, I, I think he's he's savvy enough and his team is savvy enough to to realize like, hey, if they do this front load the front four, maybe give that back end option out. But I I have to tend to to lean. I want him to get paid. I am always pro player. Go get your money. I am happy for I'll be thankful for everything he's done for the city. And if he goes gets a bag, you know, it is what it is. But to not to mortgage the future, like someone said, I kind of side on that side. The team is built to win. You can money ball. Um, the stats, obviously, what, 270 and 25 home runs, you can replace that. The intangibles, what I talked about earlier, is so that's a tough, that's a real tough, tough stuff to sell on top of the glove and the arm, obviously. Exactly,
0: yeah, and I've heard from Yankees fans who who are real big on calling Derek Jeter the captain. They were like, Carlos Correa is your captain, and when I talk about, when I think about building a champion, um, Des, I think about built bars, because I know there's a ton of protein bars, and I'm just going to let you know tonight that if you haven't checked these out, you got to. Um, from November 30th to December 23rd, you've got to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better, it's a—it's basically a candy bar. Built bars filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, 100% chocolate. It has low calories, low carbs, um, low sugar, low fat, but it's high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. So many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. You'll have raspberry, mint brownie. Cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, the sky's the limit. Because it's a season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite built bar flavor at family parties because people are passionate about their favorite flavor they'll fight you over it that's what the thing is so ask santa to bring you a built bar under the tree so nobody knows what's coming but if you do you need to use the promo code LOCKED15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your first order you can also get marshmallow retreats for the holiday built puffs my wife just ordered me some we've got boxes you know des if i could show you my fridge I have built bars galore. They are everywhere. You would think that I would go to work in a built bar blazer. Okay. They are the bomb.com. So check out built bar at built.com. They're the best bar in the biz. So, with Carlos Correa, let's kind of move away from Carlos Correa in the second segment here. And before we do, I want to make sure that y'all make Locked on Astros your first listen. When you tweet at us or you talk to us online, use the hashtag first listen. And when you get in your cars, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked on Astros. We are your team every day. So, Des, with this being said, with let's just, let's just assume Carlos Correa is probably going somewhere else. Um, we first would have to address that shortstop issue. Are you okay with the in-house um, replacement with Diaz, Diaz Siri waiting till Pena is ready after June 10th, or do you want to go out and try to get a tailor? Do you want to try to go get a story? Is there another shortstop that you think looks appealing to you?
1: Yeah, I think the, the question that everyone wants to know is the Pena deal, right? It, it's... It's a situation. He's the heir apparent. I think he's a dude and he's a stud. Um, the problem is this: that injury last year really hampered his his trajectory. And I I thought that was to be a reason why Carlos could come back because he missed so much time. I think he needs another three hundred at bats. Uh, Pena does in the in the minor leagues. Uh, the biggest the biggest thing that's in my mind. I know he's a dude. I know he can play. Is his mentals? And, and when I say the mentals, it's. He's going to be playing in Carlos Correa's shadow and chasing his ghosts his entire career. The fan base is going to mention it whenever they can. Twitter's always going to be on fire. If he goes 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, <laughs> it's going to be Carlos Correa went would have went gone three for three and three home runs. So if if he is an ultra competitor the way I think he is, that's that that takes a lot for a young kid that's in the show for the first time to Kind of tackle for the first time ever because he's playing in this this giant shadow and this revisionist history that would be Car- will be Carlos Correa. Saying that, I think Penny is a dude. I don't know if he's going to be ready by opening day. The other problem is with Diaz at shortstop in that stopgap scenario. If we just stay in home, is you lose a weapon on the bench that can give any guy a day off at any point. Two, Diaz has a problem with staying on the field. He when he's playing and he's and he's healthy he's good he's he's above good it's just he can never stay on the field so if he goes down now you're scrambling to bring up pina what do you do then so i think they have to go get someone maybe it's a simmons i would love chris taylor because he he brings that swiss army knife as well when when if pina is ready right off the stop, he can go to center field and platoon with Chaz. um uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think they have to go get a guy, uh, whether it's Simmons or Taylor. I don't I don't think they're gonna be in the story uh race. I know the Astros maybe floated if he could play center field or not to his camp. And you know, they kind of took that uh positively. Story did. Okay. And so maybe that maybe that's a scenario that plays out over the next 24 hours and maybe after the lockout. But man, I, I just you feel like you have to get someone because Diaz is so utilized on the bench and giving guys day off. And and I don't know opinions Ready,
0: You know, that makes sense. And I believe that's where, that's where I am. Ultimately. I just, I remember the first thing click ever said was we like who we have in house. We would like to try to go in house if, if if we don't have Korea and it's like, man, okay. So, you know, they go out and move it on to like the bullpen. They go out and get the, big, durable pitcher who's thrown more innings than any reliever since 2016 from the Phillies um, in Nerys And, they they get this guy. Um, there's there's people from Philly saying, oh, you're going to hate this guy He's terrible. But I know he tweaked his delivery in July. Eric and I talked about this some and the pitching coaches we have. I know y'all had the honor of having Brent Strom on. But from what Brent Strom has said, um, you know, on your podcast, I know he that was that was a great interview, by the way. That was a great get. Um But the guys he's leaving behind, Miller and Murphy, I mean, those guys are a one two combo. Those guys are all star pitching coaches. He comes in. I think he makes a difference. Do you think the Astros are gonna go after someone like is this? Um, isn't it Rodrig- Francisco Rodriguez uh, that the uh, Braves did not tender? Uh, he's basic. Richard Rodriguez. I'm sorry, yeah. Richard Rodriguez. Okay, so Richard Rodriguez. Someone like him. Are there other? Do we need to go out and get re- get relief pitchers since we've lost Graveman? Um, we haven't heard about Montero yet. We've we've um, you know we've lost Rayleigh, um, and then um, we lost Garcia. So.
1: Yeah, I think they I think they did give Montero his contract, so we'll have him. And and I think today Click talked about you know he expected Baez and Montero to be guys next year for him. Um, I don't know if Pedro Baez is a is a guy. Uh, I I I've never been a fan of that, but hopefully he pr- proves me wrong on that front. Uh, the Brooks Rayleigh thing kind of sucks. Brooks Rayleigh, love him, love him or hate him. Um, you know Astros Twitter. You know. I'm even guilty of putting him on a rocket or two after some bad outings in the year, but he was nails down the stretch. Absolutely nails. Um, I wish we got him back that I think the Rays gave him two years or three years with the option that as of that last year. I don't think the Astros are ever going to do that. Cause he's, he was, he's a little bit older, um, but he was nails for us. So I think they probably get one more arm. I think I would say get a lefty. I don't know if, unless Blake Taylor's your guy and, and then you just roll it with him all, all years, you're one lefty, but um, I do like the 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 guy that we got from the Phillies. I do like the back half stats when he kind of got moved out of the closing role into what would be this gray role for us. You have Phil Maton who just emerged as a dude in October, um, and then you have guys yeah. you have guys like like Sean Dubin and, and Pete Solomon that can easily be you know get your feet wet and and be those you know six inning seven inning guys um really early on the season. So, I think there's ways to to get there. I'm not worried and look, I I Astros Twitter and everyone that has been just like what are we doing? Why are we making moves? Everyone else is making moves. The Astros have the high ground, right? You know, they are in a position to everyone is chasing them in the AL and to keep this money and to be able to be flexible for the future as well as be able to have most of your team back and then be able to make moves in season the way we have made moves, I think is very, very sharp on our end to almost hold hold still and hold Pat. Um, it's not sexy. It's It doesn't get the retweets and the followers and, you know, gets Twitter on fire. But, hey, championships due in October and, and pennants due in October. That's what really is the focus. So um, I think they can build back slowly and, and keep that in-house really because I, I think, like you said, the, the farm system is not – properly rated by the media, but Mm -hmm. like you, you could talk to Jimmy and Astros future. I mean, he, he tells me all the time, like, Hey, we got dudes. And I went down to Sterling. I was like, these guys can play. Like these guys are legitimate ball players.
0: Oh man. And let me tell you the difference in baseball from when they were independently to the Astros triple a, I mean, obviously, but it is night and day. And you know nobody had Myers, nobody had McCormick, nobody had nobody's really been talking about Solomon. Nobody's talking about all these guys. Um, Larry, the GM, did clear up for me a detail that I that I wasn't sure of. Montero was tendered. I wasn't sure. Um, they also have Chafin out there, who is a who is a really really valuable piece. McCue is still out there. Um, I mean, I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. I think McCue is a cerebral pitcher. I think he fits the culture. He understands Houston. He has great success here. I know him and his wife interact actively with Astros Twitter, which is really cool. Um, But at the end of the day, I really see the Astros maybe maybe going out and getting one of these guys, but they don't necessarily have to. Like you said, Sean Dubin, we had on the show Sunday night, him and Joe Perez both in the same evening, and Sean Sean's got he's got big things, and and, and he um, he did a really good job um, taking care of you know left handers at the plate, and he really improved in that area, and so and I mean he he's got an electric arm. He's got good stuff, and he's got a lot of confidence, too, the kid from New York. So the Astros aren't making the big, sexy moves. And, you know, I don't know if anybody in here is really into betting on when the next Super Bowl is going to be for the Houston Texans. Maybe that's too sore of a subject. But maybe we can bet and look at the odds for the World Series for next year or even the AL Division um winner in the Houston Astros. Bet Online is your has you covered all season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season kicks off, we march into the playoffs. It continues. Re- this remains the number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code Locked on to receive your bonus. That's right. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and U- UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, We've covered talking about Apollo Media. If you guys haven't checked them out, check them out um, on Twitter. Um, check out Apollo Des, uh, Apollo Des 1 um, on Twitter, Josh Strows. I mean, just go look up Apollo Media. You'll find them. They've got great, great blog entries. They've got great, great guys covering stuff, writing articles, great content. And it's all Houston-based. It's, it's Houston-bred, Houston-born. And we we'd like that. One of the um, one of the um, people watching put in the comments the first time they had heard of Apollo was when they saw Lance McCullers, Jr. and Carlos Correa wearing your shirt. Let me let me just ask you this. I want to I want to ask you a quick Apollo question, then we'll dive back into the Astros real quick to wrap things up. What was it like the very first time you saw was it McCullers that was the first person to wear one of y'all's shirts and what was that did you know that was going to happen or did that surprise you
1: yeah so he actually reached out to us and was like hey can you get can you get this shirt to me today or excuse me he, can you get the shirt to me by tomorrow before they went into the bubble and at that point we're like yeah absolutely <laughs> Well, we didn't have any shirts on us uh, at that point. Like we had, all, you know, they, we started selling them and, and they were all out and they were all going out to people. So I was like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Me being who I am, I, I say yes to everything. We'll figure it out on the back end. Josh is freaking out. He's like, why'd you say yes? I'm like, you don't not say yes to, to Lance McCullers. And so we called about 60 print shops. We we're like, hey, Lance McCullers needs this shirt by tomorrow. And everyone was like, is this is a print call. Hung up, hung up, hung up. Finally, on the 61st call, someone was like, yeah, absolutely, we'll make it. And it's someone that we do a lot of work with now here in Tomball Push Productions. And we got to go down and drop the shirts off, met Lance, talked with him for about an hour before they went into the bubble um, and got the shirts to him. So we're like, "Okay, that's real cool. And then like two weeks later, we're like every day we're like refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter, nothing. We're like, "Okay," he's just, you know, just rocking it at home. And then he put, he pitched a game and wore it. We're like, are you kidding me right now? And it was it just took off after that. But that moment when it was like, it, it, honestly, after two weeks, I was like, man, it's not it's never gonna happen. And then it did. It was just so cool, and we're so thankful for Lance and thankful for his friendship.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And we we actually got to interview Lance preseason while he was still um, at you know at, at Palm Springs in a uh, spring training. And it was just phenomenal talking to him, picking his brain, just, just a great guy. I know you guys have had, you know, Andre scrub, like you've had, you've had, um you've had Brent Strom, you've had other players. I know you've got some connection with, you know, players there in Sugarland here and there. Um, but that's just great. Continued success to you guys. So to, so to, so to wrap up our, our Astros um, conversation in these, in these last few minutes, the Houston Astros, obviously, are the odds-on favorite to win the AOS because of their depth. Um, it's interesting to me that the Rangers would spend $561 million on offense, well, in some pitching, and not really store up their pitching. It's almost like they become the Angels of Texas. Um, that All this spending, I think the Mariners, like you've said, the Mariners are going to be an issue. I think the Mariners become the new Oakland A's, where the Oakland A's have been the pesky fighter. They're a dogfighter. But I put out on Twitter, after every winning season since 2003, they have a major dip and they have a losing season in Seattle. It's kind of an odd pattern.
1: That is weird. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I'll have to um, – um, I'll tag you in it after the show. It's, it's interesting. It's like there's like 69 wins, 61 wins, 78 wins. And every time they have a winning record, the next year they go to a losing record.
1: Hmm, it that'd is, be great it for is. us. That'd be great. That'd be <laughs> that absolutely be great because I'm worried. I am worried about the Mariners. So
0: are the Mariners the only other team in the West that you really think the Astros have a real worrisome bone in their body? to contend with do you think the angels play at all because of who they have
1: uh so i i think in this in this scenario in this vacuum we're assuming that there's not a lockout and the, the season not gonna be pushed back let's just say we're gonna play a full season um i think the margin of error comes down a bit because how good the west has got naturally i when you when you look at the end of the year the ashos what won the west by eight games i believe that was what happened right over a course of a season, those eight games that if it's replicated next year, those, those are going to be a little bit tighter because the Rangers can play bully ball. If they get hot and we catch them on a the weekend, the angels, if they get healthy and they're, they're playing early in the season could play bully ball. Obviously I think Seattle's going to be good. Oakland looks like it can be a fire. Still. So I, I think the margins get a little bit tighter at least early on in the season. And so it'll be a little stressful down the stretch and we just got to play really good baseball. Um, that's what I'm worried about just because baseball is just so fickle and, and those games at the they're going to matter in August and they're going to matter in March. And the, you just can't be like, all right, don't worry. You know, we're going to be more focused for October. Well, when the division kind of levels up a bit, obviously we are still the dog leading the, the race. Um, you have to be on your on your on your toes a bit. So that's what I'm worried about a bit. But I, I think the guys coming with the chip on the shoulder, losing the World Series sucks. And so it's not like a a championship hangover at all. They're going to be able to to be wired, be fired up and know what's coming in, that they still have the X on their back. And all these teams did level up this offseason. So um, I think that's the biggest the biggest hurdle there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Bregman's coming out firing on Twitter. People are like, oh, I really hope we get the you know, 18, 19 Bregman. And he goes, oh, he'll be back. And then someone's like, I hope so. He said, no, there's only hope. there's no hope. There's only doing. He is. I think he's motivated. I think Bregman is such a competitor that he's disappointed in how his season ended, that he couldn't help more. I mean, we didn't know he had a hand injury. I was just like, what's going on? Like, has he gone catatonic? Is it? And obviously it was an injury that, that had an effect on him so i'm i'm going to give you a few questions and i and i just want you to tell me whether you're going to buy or sell this okay? okay um kyle tucker is top two for mvp has a very strong chance of winning in 2022 if there's a full season
1: what was their promo code for Bet-A-G? <laughs> bet
0: i bet ag it is. It is locked. It is locked. Fifteen. Okay, I'm well, gonna take. On. No, that. I'm sorry. It is. It is. Hold on. It is. Hold on. <laughs> it is. It is locked on. Um, yeah, L O C K E D O N. Locked on.
1: I'm gonna go on right now. As soon as we get off, I'm gonna put the mortgage on him winning the MVP. I think he's just wow. Gonna. He's gonna do it.
0: Okay, I, I love it. Um, so this next year, we see Forrest Whitley make an appearance in a late season call up for the Houston Astros buying or selling?
1: That's a good question. (laughs) I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell. But it's a close, it's a very close sell.
0: Yeah. Because you know, James Click was like, he's going to be everything we told you he was going to be. I mean, they're selling this guy. They're like, he's going to be ready by mid season. Now buy or sell. Do you think he pitches for the Skeeters at all this
1: season? hundred percent buy.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Now, Jordan Alvarez hits 40-plus home runs in 2022. Buy or sell? Buy. Okay, okay. That's a
1: biased buy, though. That's That's a a biased buy.
0: Because you do call him your son. I do call him
1: my son, so I (laughs) I have to uh, tote the party line there. My son's in a, yeah, buy.
0: Okay. Um, Okay, buy or sell, Justin Verlander has the most wins by any starting pitcher on the Astros staff at the end of the 2022 season.
1: So.
0: Okay. Do you think they're going to limit his innings naturally?
1: Yeah, I think I think with this six or seven different guys that could start, I think everyone's gonna be really limited and just get make sure everyone's, you know, ready for the the push and the dog days and, and down the September, October sprint.
0: Okay. And one more buyer selling it's Kyle Tucker focused. Kyle Tucker Goes 35 plus home runs and steals 30 plus stolen bases.
1: I'm gonna have to say bye just because I said I'm gonna put the mortgage on him winning the MVP. So if you do that, you're gonna be in that, in that talk for MVP.
0: Awesome, man. That is, that is great stuff, man. Way to like, I just threw those at you and you didn't let those curveballs jelly leg you. You took my motto right out of my mouth. You just knocked it out of the park. Cause I always say, when life throws you a curveball, knock it out of the park. You know, um, this is Apollo Des, and he's from Apollo Media, a Houston-based company. If you haven't checked them out, please go check them out. Um, if you see him at a game, if you see him in town at Cobo's Q or wherever hanging out, say hi to him. He's a great guy. I promise you, you can't go wrong. Um, I'm H-Chown Wheelhouse, and this is Locked on Astros. We are your daily Astros podcast. We try to strive every day to bring you the best content, the latest content, and the best guests, the best people, the most knowledgeable people in the land so that we can get a more complete Houston Astros conversation. And don't forget to make... Locked on Astros, your first listen. Go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, like every video you watch, share it with three friends this week and have them share it with three friends. Let's just get this thing growing exponentially because the more people out there that hear about us, they get to hear about Apollo. We all grow together because we're all family here in Houston. Go Astros, keep charging to the moon, Apollo. Tell them one more time where they can find you on Twitter.
1: Yeah. First off, just thank you, Brett. Thank you, Locked On. Uh, appreciate this so much. Um, look up to you guys. You guys do tremendous work. You guys can follow me at Apollo Des One or on Apollo Hou.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And hey,
1: that's it for tonight. Thank y'all for hanging out with us
0: on H 10 Wheelhouse. And for and in the stead of Eric Command Heisman sitting in the guest seat is Apollo Des. Y'all have a great one and go Astros.